Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Be There Instead podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jean. I'm Kelly. And we're joined today by um, our a guest from our past episode. Hi, I'm Amy. Amy. We're here with a, a timely episode since it is this episode I think will be released the Friday before Valentine's Day, um, if I'm if I'm correct in that. And we're gonna talk about um, all things literature and romance. But before we get into that, um, what's your guys' highs and lows this week? I can go first. Please do. Okay. Um, I have a couple of each. Um, one of my highs is just like um, a kind of a general high, like things are going well. Yesterday kind of felt like spring outside, so I got to go for a run, which was really lovely. Um, things at work are going really well. Things in my personal life are going really well. Um, I don't know. It's just been nice, and I feel like it's like been a good flow, and um, just excited in the short term about some things coming up, some like fun trips, um, and going to New York City to see um, in in two weeks, um, and then what? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry that I told you this for for one night for one night, but um, what? Yes, and we have um, one sister having a baby shower, and then my niece is turning one this month. So just like lots of fun stuff, um, and um, yeah, and like I don't know why I really love Valentine's Day, which is like kind of ironic because I'm always like very single on Valentine's Day and like don't have a romantic person, but it's um. I don't know. I love it. I just think like everyone's like a little bit nicer around Valentine's Day, a little bit kinder. And I love all the color schemes and the chocolates and it's been nice. Um, so yeah, that's kind of one of my highs. Um, my low is that a couple different things. Um, one thing is that I, um, I have had a lot of like creative energy that I've wanted that, and I have a lot of ideas for my book. And when I sit down to write, I do feel like I get things done but I haven't sat down to write in a long time. And as you know, I really wanted to finish my first draft before the new year. I didn't, which is fine. And I was just like, well, I'll get it done before January. Didn't get it done before January. And I was like, well, and now it's like getting to the spring and I'm like, will I ever get it done? Will I not? And then I was going back and reading some parts and I was just deeply dissatisfied and deleted a lot, which was good. I think you already, you already read and caught up with it, but um, I feel like I need to like talk about it, like sit down and talk about it with someone and like, I don't know. Anyway, that's one low. Another, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, my other high is I went to go see my niece at my sister's house this night, tonight. And, um, I was trying to get her to like say my name cause she's been saying a couple words and her new favorite word is dodo, like a dodo bird, which I think <laughs> is so funny. No offense. Like the dodo bird. Where'd she even get that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but did she kept point at me and say, don't know it's really funny oh no. so it was amazing <laughs> could not stop laughing but um but yeah that's that's me those are all like kind of vague nebulous highs and lows but um nothing really concrete you know things are good so um i can go i not to flex but i don't really have a low this week well the universe will come for you you have to put something <laughs> i know i know i'm like in the in the eye of the storm yeah. i'm sure but um like the book that I'm reading right now is amazing. It's sad, but it's amazing. Um, the other night we watched a movie that I had never seen, Interstellar. Timothy Chalamet's in that. Okay, I thought the kid was Timothy Chalamet, but I couldn't tell. Yeah. He's really young. Yeah, yeah he's a baby. Yeah, I know, I know I'm late seen- to the party, but I had never seen that, and we watched it, and it was... 
so good. I mean, also sad, but so good. Um, so that was great. Um, and I have several like crochet projects that I'm working on. Um, I finished my Marc Chagall puzzle. Um, you know, people are, people can see how exciting my life truly is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) work has been, um, pretty drama free this week. Um, I am caught up, nay, ahead um, on coursework. Great. Um, yeah, just pretty chill, pretty good week. So, um, and then also I have been, um, every Friday morning, because I have a weird schedule, so I don't work on Fridays. Every Friday morning I've been going to Pinson Mound State Park, which is close to where we live, um, and hiking by myself. And, um... Each time that I go, I observe a different element mm-hmm. and take some pictures, write a poem about it. Um, and Aww. to celebrate Valentine's Day, um, John Mark and I are going to go hiking together this weekend and um, get a nice lunch somewhere. So we have some fun plans for that. Um, and there's lots of birthdays coming up. There's some possible trips coming up, talking about doing a little St. Louis trip. Um, so yeah, just been a pretty good week that's really cool i love i love I'm just a little topic. tired what about you amy uh let's see so my highs i think would be kind of a lot of small things same um as sarah jean but i was so excited that we set the bookshelves up mm-hmm. i've gone through lots of books. yes they look so good i'm obsessed um i love just going through books and it's kind of inspiring makes you want to read more um the weather has been amazing, just getting some fresh air and everything. Uh, and excited for the next few months. I think it's going to be a really good year, so feeling positive. Um, a low would be taking my little puppy dog to the vet because she hurt her back. Um, but she's getting better and we're managing it. So overall, it's been a good week. I'm so sorry. She's really cute, too. She's very cute. Well, what happened to her? She just kind of has a bad back. It's like a recurring injury at this point, I think. Aww. It was really sad. So, um, Okay, so I'm going to go to the shared doc. There's a couple... Um, it looks like Kelly added some, which is awesome. There are were, there were a couple points I want to touch on. We could all go around and, and, and add some in here. But one thing I want to talk about was our favorite literary um, One True Pairings, which I feel like that's kind of an older millennial thing. I don't know what the kids say these days. If you don't know, I sure don't. Favorite couples, basically. Um, and then one was blind dates we would set up for book characters, not necessarily from the same universe. Um, and then another one to talk about is favorite romantic literature, contemporary, classic, just some ideas, maybe things people um, would want to pick up this season. Um, and it looks like Kelly added a few. Kelly, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I did add a category, um, couples we hate which we can talk about or we can skip oh. if you want this to be no, more upbeat episode. Yeah. I'm here for it. That sounds amazing. Um, let's start with our favorite um, OTPs from literature. Um, can I go first with one that I, I don't think about often, but I, I do think they are perfect for each other. Um, and that would, Yeah, go for it. Oh, thank you. That would be, um, okay, well, now I can't. Um, it would be um, Masala and Iris from Ben-Hur. I just thought that they <laughs> oh, truly, in the words of Jason-Hur, deserved each other, and I hope they're both together. They're together in their dysfunction. Yeah, as she became the primary t- taker for him as a 
paralytic and um yeah so she she had that coming for sure that's one of my favorites another one i really like is um i could i might have the wrong name but do you remember jill in the last battle who was it she we always thought she fell in love with was his name trinian or was it no Prince, well, hey, well, actually, hang on. Was it Prince Rillian or Prince? It was not the guy from Silver Chair. It was his. Ooh, John Mark's gonna kill me. I think it was Trinian. I thought it was um, Trinian. But let me double check that. Please do. Um, I always thought they just, which was kind of awkward because I kind of feel like there's a thing with her and his like grandfather or whatever. But I'm like, I don't really think so. And that was a long time ago. Doubt it. But I felt like they did. Um, I was never into that ship. Really? Which maybe again, maybe I'm also showing my age talking about ships, but like that, super that era is the internet culture that I know. Aww. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hang on, I I got I I'm gonna get in so much trouble if I don't know the name of the king in the no. last battle. Tyrion. Tyr- it Tyrion. is Tyrion. Oh, it's Tyrion. Oh, yes. It's, wait, no, that's um, that's from that's Tyrion. Really? Okay. Um. Well, so because in the document. I think you combined Rillian and Tyrion into Trinian, <laughs> but it's, it's Tyrion. That sounds like a cheesy Christopher um, Paolini knockoff. <laughs> Trinian. Seriously. Um, and I kind of included couples on here, I guess, that we never really got to see played out because those two we never saw much of. And then, um, of course, Violet and Quigley Quagmire. I would have loved them to get together, but it's really unclear whether or not he made it out live from the hot air balloon. So, um those yeah. are some of mine. Anyone else want to name a couple? No. Um, well, so one a big win for me is Lori and Joe. And I know there is a difference of opinion in this group tonight. Um, but I stand by it. And I am backed up by Edward Eager, That's who was one of our favorite one of our favorite authors in childhood. Mm-hmm. There's he wrote different books kind of inspired by E. Nesbitt about kids who have find magical talismans and whatever and they have these magic adventures and there's one where um there's a a time garden that's also a time garden and it puts them back in time or puts them into well hold up i could be wrong it it, it was either time garden or magic knight's magic no, it, anyway, was, it, was, one it, was time, it was time garden because knight's magic was the one okay. where they talked about rebecca from ivanhoe Yes, but they went to fictional characters, I guess. So I guess it was also... Well, the marches really existed, though. Yeah, but their names were different. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm sure there's a better explanation in the book. But the point being that um, they ended up meeting the March sisters in that book. And it's ju- actually just Meg and Joe. And they're like, oh, it was such a relief because... Um, it was kind of awkward to be around Beth knowing that she was going to die. Oh. And as for Amy, none of them had forgiven her for getting with Lori <laughs> when anyone could tell that he was supposed to be with Joe. Yes, I remember that. That was so incredible because it was so true. It was like, yeah, that 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 tracks. Um, no, I don't I I don't really have a problem with Joe. Here's my thing. Do, do you not like Professor Bear? How do you feel about that? I mean, he's fine. Like, he's nice. Um, it's not that I don't like Professor Bear, but it's just, like, Lori and Joe were, like, meant to be together. They, they shared so much, and they, they were so close, and, like, had so many shared experiences, and they were so important to each other. Yeah. Um, and... 
they were like as close as two friends can be and they should have been together and it's just I... well okay so in in the last episode we talked about like things that i get hung up on and talk about over and over yes. again and like one of them so i apologize if if and i'm sure you've heard this from me um before but um the only reason that um that Amy and Lori got together was sim 100% just because Louisa May Alcott decided to be ornery because Little Women was originally published as two volumes. There was Little Women and Good Wives and she published Little Women. It was such a huge hit, especially with young female readers. And, um, in, you know, well, I was going to say nowadays, but really not even nowadays as much as like in five or 10 years ago. Um, people that would be getting on forums and whatever and, and writing fan fiction and whatnot, they just had to write letters and they would write all these letters to Louise May Alcott. Um, Joe and Lori are so perfect together and I, I, sh I ship them or whatever they would have called it back then. And Louise May Alcott apparently just got sick of it all. And she said, I won't marry Joe to Lori to please anybody. And so she, she wrote that whole ending just to be ornery to her fans. Um, so I don't know. I just don't like it. I never liked it. I don't it. know. I, I didn't like it as a kid, but as a grown up, I'm like, I really could see how they were kind of holding it. Like their love was very, their love. It, it was kind of childish in a way that a lot of it did center around like a lot of fantasy, a lot of like wishful thinking in games. And, and like, I do think they would have like held each other back in a way. And he never really would have entered society and like kind of been an adult and she never would have gone to New York city and written. And mm. I don't know. I do think they would have held each other back as much as like, and I do think they would have just like, I think they would have argued a lot too, but I, I think they were great for each other in like childhood and adolescence or whatever. But like as adults, I do feel like it was time. I don't know. I feel like they needed to grow. So that that is a really interesting point and i'll think about that but i think like whether it's healthy or not that's actually what i like about the relationship mm. because i like the idea that you could take all of your like your weirdness and your inside jokes from childhood and all of these like weird creative things that the marches did and you could have that forever yeah and, you know, and I think about even in the book um, where they had that little post office, they I mean, like a little pretend post office that was between the March's house and Lori's house. Yeah. And even though, like, they literally lived next door and they saw each other every day, they would still put mail for each other in that mailbox. And just, like, all the fun that they had and all the imagination and, like, oh, I'm getting um, yeah, they did live in a fantasy Wish world. But I think that's what I like about it is I just, I like the idea that um you would never have to let go of that and you can just like keep being weird together i like that too. i don't know yeah I, I i like that too i will say yeah um i saw you put cal and meg from a wrinkle in time and i really yes. like that one speaking of people who could be their own weird good selves together <laughs> um definitely cal and meg um i saw that one of you guys put ann and Gilbert from yeah. Anne of Green Gables, which is one of my all-time favorites, of course. Mm. Um, I also, I've just been trying to think of the romances that I've read because I haven't read that many of them, but I I like um, The Notebook. It's the only Nicholas Sparks book that I like. <laughs> um, and I love Allie and Noah in that. Um, 
And that's kind of that toxic relationship, but they were also kind of good for each other. So I love that one too. Confession, I've actually never read or seen The Notebook. Oh, really? Either. Oh, you guys should yeah. watch it this month for Valentine's Day. It's Yes, we should. I don't know why I've never seen it. I just never have. It's a classic. Yeah, it's good. I know. It's so hard off the top of your head. I'm like, I I guess I've never read a book. Oh, I love the presentation, <laughs> the romantic presentation of Patroclus and Achilles and oh, Son of Achilles. Don't get me started. So good. That, that was beautiful. Yeah, I put that down as one of my favorite romantic books, for sure. So shall we move on to the blind dates for book characters? Please. Um, I would like to come out with a hot take. Go for Jacob it. Black and Eponine. Um, Jacob Black being from Twilight and Eponine being from Les Miserables. Oh, wow. I think it's perfect because in the book, she's depicted as being very young, so it's age appropriate. So I'm not, like, creepy. A, and B, I think that's exactly the kind of person he needed. Someone who was, like, really looking for someone kind. She was, like, really looking for someone kind more in which she found in Marys, but he was, like, not emotionally interested at the time in her. But she needed someone who's, like, a very strong two-wing, I don't know what. Like, like that's what she needed, and, and he needed someone who needed him, and I just think that they would have made each other so happy, and she never would have died for, for Marius. So that's my hot take. I would set them up on a blind date at, um, I don't know. I don't know where I'd set them up at. Maybe, like, a... Uh, just a cute little like corner bistro or something, a puffy muffin or something. Okay, can I just say, in the words of old old school fan fiction forums, that's what's known as a crack pairing, what? where it's just two people you never would have thought of. Oh, okay, cool. And but someone really likes it. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah, I I would never have thought of that, but I could see oh. it. Um. Because Jacob Black was a much better person before he got involved with Bella. I feel like he just needs to get away from Forks and he his better self. Well, I think out. it was Trinity or Werewolf that got him. Because to be honest, I think that would get anybody. <laughs> um, another one I said was um, Lori Lawrence and Anne Shirley. And I wasn't saying this because I don't like who Lori or Anne ended up with. I'm just saying I think that they would have really hit it off quite well. And I would have... How dare you besmirch the good name of Gilbert Blake? And I would want to set them up at somewhere like a cheesecake factory where they would have this whole menu to pick from. And all they would do was talk about the menu and all these things on the menu and be kind of like, he would be super pretentious about what which countries he's eating at. And she'd be like ordering the weirdest thing on the menu. And I think it'd be so cute to watch. You should have been a fanfic writer back in the day. Um, I can, I would like your guys' help with this one is I just, one of my favorite characters of all time in literature is Prometheus because obviously very kind to give fire to the people, sacrificed everything, had a horrible life after that. I just feel like he got such a raw deal at all ends. I feel like he needs someone. Not that you need someone to be happy, but I do feel like he needs someone. I just was trying to think of another theme that was also immortal. I think he was immortal because he was... Yeah, so do we want... um... You know, someone who will finally be kind to him after all he sacrificed? Or do we want someone who's just, like, happy to be served by Prometheus? I thought he would need someone who was... Oh, there goes a blue scar. Um, someone who was, like... Oh my gosh. Gonna help him in an emotional sense, but... I I don't know who's immortal that's interested in that. And it can't be another mythological character because I think he's related to, like, 99.9% of them, so... Oh, well, one of them ever stopped the Greek gods. I also feel like Victor Vale needs someone because he's like, Oh, yes, bless his heart. But I 
wouldn't really want to wish anyone on him. So <laughs> it's such a, I mean, this, this is the question upon which fanfiction.net was founded. Well, so it's a very big question. I, I really, I really like it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have a lot of good answers for that one, unfortunately. It, it's such a good question. Oh, but Thanks. Well, listeners, we'd love to hear what you guys think. If you um, have anyone you think would uh, do well together, please let us know. Um, okay, moving on to favorite romantic literature. Um, at first, I was kind of having trouble because I kept thinking of ones that I hated. Um, but I thought of some that I liked. Um, as far as contemporary goes, um, I actually just finished reading... If, I'm going to start with some YA picks because... Why not? Um, I actually just finished reading The Sun Is... Why not? Exactly. Why not? Um, I just finished reading The Sun Is Also a Star, which was um, actually really cute and just really kind of unique and different from anything I've read in a little while. Um, I also recommend To All the Boys I Loved Before, which um, I know this is kind of like random, but I really like to watch that movie around Valentine's Day and the book is super cute. Um, so hmm, it's nice. Um, and I also, as a contemporary YA romance, they both die at the end was good. And of course, Son of Achilles, um, and, uh, Addie LaRue, Addie and Luce, obviously not the other guy. <laughs> um, then for, um, adult contemporary, I really enjoy anything by Rainbow Rowell. I love the romance and fangirl and, um, attachments and landline specifically, um, mm. I also really recommend um, Crosstalk by um, Connie Willis as a, as a nice, I'm trying to think of ones that maybe everyone hasn't read that are like a little bit backlogged for our library readers out there. <laughs> and also One Day in December is a really lovely, like adult contemporary romance. I'm um, not adult, like, like just adult, like it's for adults. Um, and then some classics. I love um, Jane Eyre, even though the romantic relationship is a little problematic. And um, yeah, um, I think I think Kelly and uh, and Amy had some too. But those are the ones I wanted to throw out there. So. Oh yeah, uh, Amy, do you want to go first? Do you want me to you go? Go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely um, between me there, me and Sarah, some overlap um, for sure. Um, but Rainbow Rowell. Um, basically for me, it's, it's anything that feels like a classic rom-com, kind of the classic nineties, early two thousands rom-com era. Um, so like Rainbow Rowell, um, Book Lovers by Emily Henry, Crosstalk, um, by Connie Willis. That's one of my favorite books. Um, and then I also love Jane Eyre. I do this, you know, well, when, when we finally, finally do our long, much anticipated The Woman Upstairs episode, oh. we'll talk all about Jane Eyre because obviously um, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> but um, for all of its problems, I, I do love that relationship so much. <laughs> so, um, and then I also put... Um, the importance of being earnest. So I know it's technically a play and not a book, but um, that's one of my favorite plays. And um, it's just so cute. And it's so funny. I, I love Oscar Wilde. Um, it's just so funny and witty and so timeless. And um, I, I love that play a lot. Um, and okay, then I also put... Um, Sarah, have you ever read Cyrano de Bergerac or Amy? The old, 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 old Yeah, book? I read it in high school. 
Mm -hmm. So I read it in high school and I loved it so much. You did. You had parts memorized, I think. Yes, I was obsessed with that play, and I and I still love that play. And it's, you know, it's another one where um, it's kind of like Jane Eyre, where it's, <laughs> like, it's not an ethical relationship by today's standards. Um, but, like, there's just so many things about that play that just really captivated me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel like, Sarah, 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 I feel like you and I are still trying to, like, claw our way back from the precipice that was the last yes! episode it came it ended up being an hour and 44 minutes <laughs> even with editing you cut it down like it was just like a monster of an episode <laughs> okay i have a question for you yeah there are two books i thought of that i was like are these romantic is this considered romantic literature which was fit of the opera which i do love that book and wuthering heights which i don't like that book but i know that you both like yeah, um, well, I guess it depends, like, it depends on um, what we're calling romantic literature and what we're calling, like, romantic comedy literature. Because I would say, like, the romantic comedy genre, it has specific conventions and it has, like, um, specific tropes and there's, like, a structure to it that we expect to see and there's often kind of stock characters in it. Um, and that genre wasn't really necessarily invented at the time that Family of the Opera or Wuthering Heights were written. So I definitely, I mean, on, and obviously definitely I wouldn't say that they're romantic comedies. Um, I guess it depends what you mean by romantic. If you mean there's a romance in it, um, that's a lot of books. So I, maybe, maybe if we define, um, if we want to define romantic genre as the romantic relationship is the primary focus of the story then i would say weathering heights definitely does um because the whole point of the book is it's character driven it's about this like incredibly dysfunctional <laughs> romantic relationship um but fan of the opera like uh you know we've talked about this before where it's the the stage play version is much closer to a romantic story than the book where the book is really more of a mystery type of structure. And it's the book is less about the romance and is more about the, um, the creepiness of the phantom and the, the plotting of the phantom and the, um, the tricks that he does and everything. Can I, so that's what I would say. Can I add two things? I agree with you on that. Yeah. One thing is I really felt like they kind of did growl, a disfavor in the play because they kind of made him a little bit of a dum dumb in the book. He's like really cool. He's like slogging through the desert and those with that like mirror room or whatever. Like he's really doing good. Oh yeah. He had much more that, of like, a backstory for some reason. But the second thing I was going to say is the thing that really bothers me about Wuthering <laughs> Heights is people on Pinterest and Instagram always quote that one about whatever our souls are made of his and mine are the same. But they take it out of context. The very next thing she says is, I'm a monster. She's like, I'm a monster. He's a monster. I'm going to hell. He's going to hell. Whatever our souls are made of, it's the same. I'm like, that's not romantic. That's not, like, cute. Like, (laughs) Well, again, as we keep hinting towards and maybe we'll eventually one day reach the woman upstairs, it also used that quote. But then it, like, immediately... But first of all, it was quoting the wrong wrong Bronte book because it was supposed to be based on Jane Eyre. And second of all, it immediately diminished it because it was, like... I realized whatever our souls are, whatever our souls are made of, his and mine are the same, or something like that. Anyway, yeah. And then, and I was like, "What?" She was like, "Instead of reader, I married him as reader." Or like, 
slept with him or whatever. I can't even talk about that. I can't even talk about that. It's so disgusting. It makes me so angry. It was terrible. Um, And it's also like a preparation of that beautiful line of Reader I Married Him, which was just beautiful. Broke the fourth wall. Told you so much. You felt Mm -hmm. her excitement. You felt the conclusion. Like, lovely. And then she just, like, took it and, oh, yeah, I can't talk. Okay, sorry. I'm going back to Google Doc because I, like, completely forgot what we're talking about. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so couples that we hate or, like, romances that we hate. Anybody have Coming out hot from the gate. Things I've already talked about before ad nauseum. I'll make it quick. It ends with us. The hating game. And part of your world. And I know, I know you hate enemies to lovers, and you hate um, anything with a bet. Yes, and the only one bed thing. And the only one bed. <laughs> Any romance by John Green? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that's a rom- I would say I hate that relationship. I hate um, what's her name and what's his name. <laughs> wow, like that was great. <laughs> the um augustine oh, or august yeah. and hazel right whoever oh, it is that the, the yeah i mean i can only think of the actor's name so that that sounds right to me okay i i don't think i ever saw the movie i just read the book but like i i, I was even at the height of john green mania i was just like this is overrated and they're these august is so pretentious and obnoxious you're such a four <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess that really wasn't due to any special insight on my part. No, I was no, just no, no, reading no. the floor. <laughs> you were completely um, right. Um, I don't like Marius Cazette from Les Miserables. Oh, does anyone? No, probably not. That's probably not a very controversial take. Um, Everybody's on, Ep- on Team Eponine. I, okay, here's one I really don't like, and... This isn't, I did read the book, Cersei, but it, it is actually from mythology. So I'm not just going off the book. It's a mythology. I really hate that she had a kid with Odysseus and then she married Odysseus's other son. No relation to her, but still it's weird. Kind of, well, like I said, <laughs> not much stuff to greet gods. <laughs> it did not. And yeah, again, they're not Apparently. actually related. I mean, there also weren't that many of them. That's, she was literally on an island with her son and Telemachus and his mom. Telegonus and Telemachus. Gosh, that'd be so weird. You marry someone who's literally has the same first syllable as your son's name. So strange to me. But Seriously. Anyway. So yeah, weird. Um, I hate Romeo and Juliet. I've never liked that play. Yeah, I don't like that either, honestly. it's, it's I, I, love, I love Shakespeare. I don't like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I agree. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we forgot to mention, in terms of classic romances, Jane Austen. Oh, yeah. I, I However, how did we forget the queen? I know. Because she was in so, she was like, um, like Jane Austen books are much closer to contemporary rom-com type of stories oh. than like Jane Eyre or Wuthering Heights or Phantom mm-hmm. or anything like that because, um, and I'm sure much more educated people than I have written about this and I, I'm, I'm not saying she was like the founder of the genre or anything like that but like um, a lot of the things that we would think of as like being standard in a rom-com I would say are in Jane Austen because there's this the usually like um, there's not usually like actual violence or danger or things like that 
Um, it's based on the relationships and the social faux pas and the, and like, um, well, I mean, Jane Austen certainly had, um, a lot of, uh, quirky side characters and quirky best friends. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She did. Uh, um, like Harriet. Yeah. Like I, like I would say in terms of classic books, she's a lot more similar to a rom Can I throw out another classic character relationship that I really hate is in great expectations yeah. when his uncle brother-in-law person marries his ex oh his uncle married his girlfriend or his something ex- he married um that was weird biddy or something that was really disturbing especially since i always pictured joe as being an older dude and then yeah that was weird marry your nephew's ex again is there not it must have been see everyone's like oh it's so hard to meet people in 2023 with the apps in the city and i'm like it must be really hard to meet people in London in the 1800s. See, Sarah, I, this is why I always tell myself, there used to be a lot less people in the world. I, I, I guess but they're all, like, <laughs> you're very connected, like, but yeah, that's true. Um, well, and especially, especially in England, because, like, literally, like, no offense, like, um, not to be racist, but I kind of think that all white British guys look really similar. Right, that's true. They, well, they do. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, well. Yeah. It's not a big island. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> that, you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, Amy, you want to tell us what you're reading about this week? What? You want to tell us what you're reading about this week? What I'm reading this week. Okay. Um, I'm reading the Shades of Magic series by V.E. Schwab. Finally, I'm reading the second book in that series. Um, and... I want to pick up a romance to start kind of February. I just have to decide which one. I want to reread Song of Achilles. Mm, that's a good idea. What about you, Kelly? Um, well, I am, am not reading a romantic book as much as a very sad book. But um, well, I am reading a book by one of my favorite authors, Emma Donahue, um, who wrote The Room and... Um, or, I'm sorry, not The Room. She wrote Room and The Wonder. Which, by the way, The Wonder, um, I don't know if it's coming out or it's already come out, on Netflix with your girl. Florence Pugh? You. Yes. Ooh. Um, so you should definitely read that book and then we can both watch the movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, I'm reading another one of her books called Frog, Frog Music, which is about a woman in the wild, wild west... Um, and... Do they have frogs in the desert? Well, she's in, well I should say. I, not in the wild, wild west. She's in San Francisco. <laughs> she's in the mild, mild west. The mild, mild. But back in the day. Back in the old days. <laughs> back in the wild west days. It was still pretty wild. Okay, sorry. What else happens? Oh, a bunch of sad, horrible stuff. <laughs> that's unfortunately very historically accurate. Oh, that's really sad. Um, I am currently reading um, Bird by Bird by Anne Lamont, which is a book about writing advice, which I clearly need. And I'm also uh, reading A Farewell... Was that? I just said, ah. Oh, yes. And I'm also reading um, A Farewell to Arms by Hemingway, and I love Hemingway, and this is one I had not read by him. And 
it is really hard to put down. It's really good. So nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, we would love to hear about what you guys are reading and what um, romantic literature you'd like to suggest, who you want to set up on a blind date. Um, we want to hear about it. And we think all these blind dates should be at Long John Silver's. So. Oh, no. <laughs> no, don't get me started yet. Um, but yeah, so thank you, Amy, so much for joining us today. Sorry we talked over you so much. No, thank you for having me. And um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at um, read this instead um, on Instagram. And uh, rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, share us on your Instagram story. Tell a friend. So, yeah, that's it. All right. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Bye.